it really provides a space for cats to be safely outside and enjoy the benefits of being outdoors without being at risk of outdoor hazards and also harming wildlife like songbirds. This is Defender Radio. I'm Michael Howie, and this is Defender Radio, the podcast for wildlife advocates and animal lovers, brought to you by the Fur Bearers. Last week, there was no new episode. I'll take full ownership of that, but here's why. I've got five interviews scheduled over four days, including the weekend, and the new Young Defender site is now live. That's my roundabout, mildly passive-aggressive way of saying I've been really busy getting new things ready for all of you, and they're all starting to land. So go to youngdefenders.ca and check out the site. The podcast isn't live yet, but articles are getting posted daily, the social media links are active and engaging, and I'm looking for contributors. And I'll have a special note for patrons of Defender Radio and the Young Defenders coming up soon, as well as some freebies. So keep an eye on that inbox or head to patreon.com slash Defender Radio to support the show and get involved. Now let's talk about cats. Cats love to climb, jump, pounce, and play. Unfortunately, they often want to do this outside where those skills help them kill wildlife and birds in large numbers, and they're exposed to numerous risks to their well-being. It's not fair to tell cats they can't be who they are, and it isn't exactly fair to let them be at risk of causing damage or being injured. There is, however, a middle ground. Catios. Yep, I said catios. And they're exactly what you think they are. Various types of fenced patios with toys, shelves, and comfortable lounging spots for cats so they can be outside and stimulated by the environment while being protected and protecting the environment from them. The BCSPCA recently hosted a tour of catios in the Vancouver region with great success and are strong proponents of people giving cats a safe way to live their lives and still engage their behaviors fully. Marika Vandervelden, an outreach specialist for the BCSPCA, joined Defender Radio to share the secrets of catios and how easily cat lovers can build or buy them for their furry friends. The obvious place to start, uh, since we're having a conversation about catios, is what exactly is a catio? That's a great question. Um, so a catio, as the name suggests, is uh, a patio for cats, if you will. Uh, so it's a screen-in outdoor space uh, that can be attached to a home, which is uh, what we see most frequently. Um, it can also be freestanding uh, or attached to a home via a tunnel. Um, it can be a protected um, balcony or something of the like. And it often includes perches, ramps, uh, lots of things that are enriching for cats. Um, so it can... It really provides a space for cats to be safely outside and enjoy the benefits of being outdoors without being at risk of outdoor hazards and also harming wildlife like songbirds. Exactly. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And I started seeing catios online, I'd say just in the last couple of years, but that's certainly not indicative of the history. Do we have any idea how long they've been around for? Is this something that's kind of maybe just always been there and now it's become a thing? Yeah, that's a great question. I was looking into that, and I don't think we have a clear idea of when the idea originated, uh, but it goes hand-in-hand with the belief in North America to keep cats indoors and the increasing value of cats in our society over recent years. 
Um, but keeping cats indoors means a lot of cat advocates and cat lovers recognize that some cats do get frustrated indoors and may enjoy outdoor time. So it's finding a solution for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the catio tour idea um, originated in Portland uh, about started about seven or eight years ago, where a cat um, a cat or animal rescue and a bird protection society came together to find a way to work together and find common ground instead of being on those opposite sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the trend of catio tours really spread across North America. Um, since it started in Portland. I absolutely love, I am in love with the fact that it was a bird advocacy group and a cat advocacy group that came together for this. Uh, Yeah, I think that is brilliant. And that's something we're going to be getting into uh, with Young Defenders a bit, is talking about that sort of contention between the two groups. Um, It's a very, very, very difficult conversation to have because everyone is so passionate and absolutely. tempers can get flared up real quick. Uh, but catios, yeah. I think, are just absolutely awesome. I love them. Uh, I've only written about them once. I've I've lived in an apartment. Um, right now, I'm in a basement apartment, so I don't have anywhere to put a catio, nor do I have right. any cats. So okay. I haven't built one. Um, though yeah. I'd consider building a catio and just, like, having it. I don't know. It seems fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But for people who do have cats and do have space for a catio where where do we start i guess like it's it's one of these projects like oh we should put in a new kitchen you can just go to ikea um, exactly or look online exactly. newkitchens.com so where where do we get the the info on catios that way so there's a lot of ideas online uh, there's also companies that build catios these days uh, it's becoming uh, really? more of a trend for uh, companies to be specifically designated to design and build those for people so a Google search for your area can locate one of those. Um, as the BCSPCA, we developed three how-to guides on how to build a catio um, as part of our catio tour this spring. And they're based on three of the catios that were part of the tour. So it covers a range of catio varieties uh, so people can find one that works for them. So we have one that's a window box uh, that can be easily attached to kind of a window frame and one that's an enclosed porch and then one that's a standalone catio um, for a backyard that can be attached with a tunnel. And the guys are actually quite similar to an IKEA step-by-step leaflet um, for building furniture, although you'll need a lot more tools than just the Allen key. Yes, um, but that may be a good thing because Allen keys, mm-hmm. I, I maintain, are actually a Swedish conspiracy to topple our economy. <laughs> uh, yep. I'm very confident about that and have no problem going on the record with it. Uh, okay. When we do look at catios, as you said, one of the things a lot of them have is perches and so on. And one of the photos, and ooh, I don't, let me see if I have the name of the photographer, um, because I'm probably going to use it for the episode art, and I used it when we promoted the tour for you. Um, This is really great audio. Uh, Camille Topola, uh, Topola, (laughs) Topola, um, has this beautiful photo of a, uh, 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 I want to say ginger, that's not right though. and probably offensive, so I apologize for that. <laughs> um, uh, uh, tabby cat, I guess. What, what do we call? Yeah. Is that the right term? I'm not a cat guy. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I I've become a cat person over recent years, but I'm not very good at identifying the different cat kinds yet either. It's an orangey cat. Let's just call yes. it that. Orangey cat. I know. I do know which one you mean. <laughs> and, and the people listening will be able to see it. It's on the website. It's on your website. It's a beautiful photo. 
But the, the reason I bring it up is you can see in the full version of the photo, there are, there's, there's like a railing, there's something hanging off to the sides, there's a perch the cat's sitting on. What kinds of things should we consider incorporating and why are they beneficial to cats? I mean, if the idea is to be outside, would it not be easier just to have a box with like a little viewing port or why, why do we want to give them all of these different things in a catio? Yeah, so the catio you're talking about is actually uh, one that we built as part of a competition uh, for Vancouver homeowners, Ooh. where we invited people to apply to be part of our catio tour, and they uh, we would build them a catio. And really great part of that process was talking to the homeowners and the builders about what the best fit is for their cat. So what you put in the catio very much depends on your cat's personality, its age, and all these things that really identify what would work well for them. Uh, so that particular catio, they were two cats that are getting a bit older. Uh, they just needed lots of places to easily get around in the catio, not too high jumps um, and some places to just nap and lay in the sun. And so that's really what we took into consideration with all the catios. There's another one that we built that's basically like a climbing jungle gym. Uh, so it's for two super active cats who just race around a catio and need to be entertained more. So, uh, but a lot of things to keep in mind is um, just enabling a cat to follow its natural behaviors. Uh, cats love to hide, climb, uh, chase things, jump, pounce. Um, they love to perch, so higher viewpoints are really beneficial. Most of our catios did have that incorporated so that they can kind of observe the world around them and um, really enjoy feeling the air and being able to watch birds in the in the yard. Yeah, and it's, uh, again, one of the great things is that they can watch the birds and the birds can watch them and they can both go about mm -hmm. their business safely. Um, exactly. You know, whether or not we, where we fall on that discussion, the reality is that cats can uh, and do injure or kill a lot of wildlife. So finding these solutions is so important. And this is such a great, great solution. Um, it is. And it, like in my neighborhood, for example, I've got a ton of outdoor cats. I live in an urban center um, and outdoor cats seem very, very common here. So when I talk to people about this, to be able to say, here's something you can do because your cat wants to go outside and you want your cat to go outside. And this is, it's affordable. It's something you can make yourself. Uh, and it, it's, just, it's such an all-encompassing solution for everything, um, which is great. Uh, yeah. That was a little bit of a tangent, but tangents are okay. <laughs> yes, uh, they are. Talking about giving cats stimulation, this this is a difficult conversation sometimes. And you mentioned earlier, actually, let's do a little backwards tangent. I don't edit this, by the way. It's embarrassing for me, but uh, you okay. said you're doing great so far. Um, <laughs> guests, guests always do better than me, and I'm the guy who's supposed to be interviewing professionally. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so one of the things that... Uh, I, I've been thinking about is what you said is that our view of cats is sort of changing. And I've had this conversation with people about this in the past. And it's fascinating because if we go back 50 years and we look at dogs, so, um, you know, my mm -hmm. parents, um, when they, well, 50 years ago, they were younger. But if we go back to when they were young, uh, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, dogs, you just, if you had a dog, the dog was in the backyard or just roamed and would come back for dinner and come back for breakfast. Yep. 
but that was the life of a dog. Now, as I said, you know, my, as you know, right now, I've got a dog literally behind my chair and I'm terrified of rolling backwards. Um, in my, <laughs> I know in that my feeling. Seat. And well, she knows too. That's the prop she's got. Okay. She's right behind my rolly chair. Two inches to her left is a six square foot cushy dog bed. Two feet to my right and a foot back is an Ikea couch. Speaking of Ikea. And then the next yep. room is a bed and another bed for her and all kinds of, nope, she's got to lay on the floor right behind me. So, uh, tangents again, it's a tangenty day. And that same attitude shift, I think, is starting to happen with cats, at least in my observation. Uh, so we are starting to have new conversations and people are starting to consider these things a little differently. Uh, how can people maybe help that along in terms of our conversation or in terms of just sort of how we as a society are viewing cats. How do we turn them from these rascals who live with us sometimes to being, you know, truly pets who we protect as a full-time thing? Yeah. And, and that's definitely a trend we've seen growing. Uh, we've come a long way from having that with dogs, as you said, um, roaming dogs is just not something that is the norm anymore. And it's a very rare occurrence. Um, and we are moving away from that with cats. And I think when you look at the trend in um, like cat videos and cats, cats uh, YouTube film festivals, and uh, we had a festival here last year called Meow Fest that was all about cats and these famous internet cats came. And so the trend is very much more towards the value of cats and what they can offer to us and seeing them not as, um, pets that, you know, just come by occasionally. And uh, there's, you know, I sometimes hear from other people, like in the past, their cats, you know, they just didn't come home and maybe they just assumed they were eaten by a coyote or something. And that is no longer kind of the acceptable norm. Mm -hmm. So I think what people can do um, is really just demonstrate that uh, in their day-to-day -day life. And, and if they do hear or see an outside cat and know about who the owner is, if they do, um, have like a gentle conversation with that person about other options, uh, like a catio or protected, um, kind of like supervised outdoor time is, is kind of the term that we use. So that could be a catio, but that could also be training your cat to walk on a harness um, so you can enjoy outdoor time together or training your cat to stay in the yard and supervising them when they are outdoors. So there are different options to give cats outdoor time um, without them just roaming free in the neighborhood. I have a friend who works in uh, a shelter doing lost and found. And one of the big, big things too is making sure that you do microchip and have a tag and Absolutely. let your local SPCA or humane society or municipality or whomever is responsible in your region, register your pet because when they do, or if they do go missing, that makes a serious difference in their ability to get that pet back to you. Absolutely. And we are also seeing a trend in, municipalities and cities adopting stronger cat bylaws where they already usually have dog bylaws. There are now, it's now also a bigger push for cat bylaws. Um, for example, the city of Dawson Creek now requires you to license your cat as well as your dog, uh, which is a very new concept for a municipality to do, but it really increases um, the requirement of permanent ID and spaying and neutering. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's, 
it's maybe a little frustrating sometimes when it's budget time, but it is something that is best for everybody um, when we can do it. Uh, yeah. Actually, the, the great thing about the Dawson Creek bylaw as well is that um, if your animal is um, not fixed, I believe the cost is $150 for the license. And if your cat is spayed or neutered, it's just $5. That's brilliant. So there's a huge incentive That's, for spay and neutering. That is a good, good idea, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And also, for all of our American listeners, yes, there's a place called Dawson Creek in BC. Yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> no, you're not going to get a lot of joy out of going there and singing to yourself. Um, no. Unless you're really good. What's the name of that song, anyway? I can't... Um, oh. We can't sing it, unless we do, like, less than 12 seconds, I think, is fair use law, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I anyway. don't know. <laughs> if you like, it's going to be in your head now if you know it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just yeah. Um, talking about enrichment, this is one other aspect. We're talking about enrichment mm-hmm. for the the actual catios. Uh, if you have your cat outside having toys and all that kind of stuff, but inside we can enrich our cats' lives too. And this uh, Jackson Galaxy, who I will someday have on this show, uh, if you're listening, yeah, uh, Mister Galaxy. Um, I I love how he teaches people about levels and about stimulation. What mm-hmm. are easy things people can do if their cat wants to go outside, but they're not letting them out? How can we engage that cat and stimulate their instincts in such a way that they get what they need, that we're hitting those five, uh, what, what are, I, I'm losing my mind, those five um, basic freedoms uh, mm-hmm. to, to be who they are is one of them to behave naturally. So how do we make sure we're giving yeah. them that stimulation indoors if we can't get them outside in a catio? Yeah, definitely. And that's for, the stimulation is really important because cats that are kept indoors can, can suffer from depression and frustration and, you know, gain weight because they become more lethargic. So, um, some ways to prevent, prevent that is really to help your cat be a cat. So, Indoor cats need to be able to do things in their home that they would do outside. And that's like being able to hide and chase and climb, jump up to things. Um, So different levels, as you said, is a really important piece of that. Um, We also really encourage, um, kind of safely encouraging your cat to use their hunting instinct. Um, There's really great food puzzles out there these days um, so that they're not just going to a bowl of food and being fed at a regular time, but they have to put in a bit more work to catch their food, um, so to say, through these different toys that are available in the market these days. And then playing with toys that kind of mimic mimic those same movements um, of birds and mice. Um, Again, there's, you know, it's such so much is available these days to really engage your cats um, and giving them the place to hide um, and kind of, get away if they want to get away is really valuable for them as well. And cats love to climb and perch. Um, give them an opportunity to scratch. Adding scratching poses, posts is really important. Um, cat trees, you know, especially near a window is a really great idea. So they can, even if you don't have a patio, at least they can still see outside. Yeah, and the, the whole, um, you know, making you work for your food a little bit is the same thing I do to myself. I'll order pizza and I've got a giant beach ball <laughs> that I just kind of shove it in uh, and I can only eat it if I roll it around and one slice at a time comes out. Um, Perfect. That's yeah. a good way to do it. Yeah, I thought so. That was a lot funnier in my head, I'll admit it. So <laughs> let's just move forward. Um, 
People who want to get in touch with the BCSBCA, uh, you mentioned that you've got these, and I'm looking at them now, they're great. Uh, although the how to build a caddy thing, measure twice, cut once. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I was getting little blinds for my windows and I measured twice and I wrote it down twice and it was the same number twice. I went to Walmart, bought yeah. the things, brought, and the girl teased me and said, well, you better make sure you measure twice or else, you know, you're going to have to bring them back. And I said, don't worry, I measured twice. And I brought them back and I went to put them up and I realized that the, uh, uh, the tape measure I had from my neighbor was American and had inches and oh, I had written no. down centimeters. So now I have blinds under my bed because I am too embarrassed to return them to Walmart. <laughs> um, oh dear. So that's my little yeah. measure twice cut one story. But for people yeah, who would rather actually learn how to build a catio than listen to my bad jokes, how do they go about doing that? So um, I think the first step is to decide where you want the catio uh, and how it's important to determine how the cat will get access to the catio. So what we've seen with some of the ones that we've built and other ones that we've um, seen in the community is either it's a cat door, um, sometimes it's access through a window. So the window is opened um, and into the catio. Uh, for one, we have a cat door in a wall that leads a cat tunnel to the freestanding catio. Um, so determining that piece will really help you in designing what you're going to put out. Um, and then have a look at our guides online. As you can just go to sbca.bc.ca slash catio, and you'll find the three guides there. And, you know, those are just kind of suggestions. Definitely, that's why we recommend, you know, measuring your space because we couldn't provide exact measurements for people on what will be the best fit for them. And have a look online and see the multitude of options that are out there. It's such an opportunity to get creative and and do whatever fits for your house. It can blend in well with your house. We have one catio just just blends right in um, and looks like a designer catio on the side of a house. So there's there's a lot of options and it can cost as little or as much as people would like. So just get building and definitely measure twice. <laughs> All right. To learn more about Catios and the BC SPCA's programs, visit spca.bc.ca slash Catio. Links are also on this week's show notes. I want to thank Marika for joining me and smiling and nodding through all of those bad jokes. I also want to thank all of you for listening. I'd love to see your Catios, by the way, if you've built one, or whatever it is that you're doing to help keep your cat safe. Send me your pictures or just tag Defender Radio Podcast on social media, and maybe we'll share them uh, across social media on the Fur Bears, the Young Defenders, or the Defender Radio Podcast. Remember to check out the new Young Defenders website at youngdefenders.ca and to follow Defender Radio on social media at Defender Radio on Facebook and Twitter and at Howie Michael on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Michael Howie for Defender Radio, reminding you to be kind, to stay informed, and stay strong. Stay strong.